Dude, it says here, the Fermi paradox indicates that if aliens, intelligent aliens existed, they would be all over the place by now. They, they'd be here on Earth. It says it would be inevitable. They colonized the whole galaxy in just a few million years. Can you believe that? We see UFOs like every day, you know, there's reports all the time. UFOs? Yeah. Dude, that's impossible. Aliens couldn't get here. It would take them billions of years. <laughs> Annoyed grunt. <laughs> okay, guys. What's up? Welcome to Splayed. We are talking about aliens again because it's become, we'll call it a passion of mine <laughs> uh, of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ever since I discovered they were real, I was like, shit. <laughs> and uh, I've been talking about them ever since. So, uh, aliens, Adam, Nazca mummies. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about the Nazca mummies today, guys. Welcome to Splayed, because I might cut in here. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Nazca mummies. The Nazca Mummy. alien mummies. The mummified remains. The mummified remains of aliens. Mm-hmm. And they're... Little three phalanges. <laughs> Why are they so small? That's, did they shrink? Well, I mean, they probably shrink a little bit, right? They, you know, But no, I, I think that they are you know, roughly the height and size that they are. The- what's interesting to me, guys, what's interesting to me is the brain capacity relative to the rest of the size of the body. Mm -hmm. So, like, brains matter in terms of their proportional size to the body. Like, a whale has a big brain. Yeah. But they also have to control this massive body, Mm -hmm. right? So, a lot of the neurons are devoted to maintaining that massive structure, right? But, uh, I mean, whales are smart still. But the point is that you can have a smaller brain, and if the, the proportion the proportionate size, the relative size of that brain to the rest of the body is high, then you may have significant cognitive capability. Yeah. Even though these things are like, how big are they? They they were just like the size they're of so little. little tiny, yeah. Yeah, they're little. Little ones. And I was asking earlier, are you more afraid or less afraid? <laughs> right? I think it's more afraid. It's terrifying. Because, <laughs> you know, we fight things about that size. We know of things about that yeah. size, right? Spider monkeys. You ever, <laughs> they, you ever sp- you ever fight a spider monkey? With a knife? <laughs> they'll come, they'll, they <laughs> still. You. <laughs> you know, you've seen those videos where they're like, oh, look, a monkey, you know, and the monkey just comes up and like grabs whatever he wants and then looks at you and is like, yeah, this yeah. is mine now. What you can do about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My territory. So, um, so these, uh, so these mummies, there's, there's been a lot of like a wave of comments that are like, it's a hoax, a hoax, 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 mm-hmm. right? Um, obviously they've been out since 2017 and they were debunked. Right, and I want to be very clear about debunking. Debunking does not mean disproven. Okay. Debunking does not mean disproven. Debunking simply means they offered an alternative explanation. That's all that debunk is, right? Mm -hmm. Because aliens you're not allowed to believe in, right? Until one comes up and slaps you in the face. We talked about that, right? Yeah. If With you aliens, you're not allowed to accumulate evidence because each individual evidence has to prove aliens entirely on its own. Otherwise, you have to rule it out as not alien, right? Mm-hmm. And so th- as a result, the, 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 the needle, the evidence needle can't go up above zero until you have one piece of evidence that's 100% conclusive, right? Yeah. That's not true in, in anything else in nature, right? You're allowed to accumulate evidence, right? In a court of law, you're, you're allowed to accumulate evidence, right? <laughs> but with aliens... If you don't see 100% of the alien, right? Up front. Up front, then it counts as zero evidence, right? <laughs> so it's like a really bad auto dealership. If you have, you know, enough money to pay off the car and you're ready to sign, everything's good. And then when you do pay that money and then you go get your car, the car doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, because it was a multi-step process, <laughs> right? Yeah, if, if, you, if it didn't happen all at once, you don't get the car. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm, not, I'm not sure I love the analogy, but it works. It kind of works. It kind of works. <laughs> it works. The point is that, yeah, you're not allowed to accumulate evidence. You're not al- allowed to make a case, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're supposed to, to rule out any evidence that doesn't stand on its own entirely. So, um, where was I going with that? Aliens, mummies, hoaxes. Debunks. We're talking about debunks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So debunks, all they have to do is offer another explanation and then you're supposed to rule out the alien as a possible thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that means the next time you see an alien, 
even if it's 95, 96, 99% confident, if it's not 100% confident, you're supposed to rule it out, right? And because you ruled out the prior case, the two cases can't combine together to make a stronger case. So that one's also zero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Nazca mummies were debunked in 2017, not disproven. All that happened is people offered speculative evidence as to what alternative case may be. Mm-hmm. So for example, they said that the skull could be a llama skull, right? Except for that there was one site that indicated that the skull had human DNA. So their argument was that it was human. And there was another site that argued that it could be a llama skull. So which is it? <laughs> you know I mean? Well, that's just the um, two arguments going against each other though, right? Yeah, they're two debunks. And neither of them obviously have done a full study because the two are not compatible, right? No. It's either a human skull or it's a llama skull. By the way, this is not a llama skull. You can tell because llamas have jaws. And in fact, if you look at the llama skull, like 60% of the skull is the jaw structure, right? Mm-hmm. These do not have jaws that can chew. They can't chew. Yeah. They can't chew. <laughs> so this jaw is, if it's, not, if it's a hoax, the jaw is entirely synthetic. It does not offer, it doesn't match anything that we have, right? In terms of like, Mammals that chew, mm-hmm. right? Or reptiles or anything else that chews. Um, well, reptiles and birds, they don't really chew. They just swallow, you know? Yeah, fair. So, I mean, it's just how things evolved, yeah. right? Point is that it's it's not a... Yeah, it's not a llama or a human. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> You're just saying not a llama or a human. You know. Right, of, of the two debunks that have been offered. Um and the thing is, you're supposed to like say, oh, well, probably a llama and write it off, right? It's not a llama. <laughs> and then they started saying that, okay, they've pieced together bones of various animals, right? Mm-hmm. A chimera. And there's like a video that like, where he like Photoshop like flips the bones and he's like, look, these are upside down or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's all speculative. Like he's saying this looks like it could be inverted, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh, speaking of chimeras, chimeras, like you said before, the well is so big. That they're the, the, like in Pacific Rim, the big monsters needed two brains to operate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So exactly. Because of yeah. the size, mm-hmm. you, you need to split the brain up. Yeah. But in this case, smaller, you know, you can keep it all in one. Although s- supposedly these have like four lobes. That's it, that's see, unrelated see, to the Nazca mummies. That's just uh, yeah, yeah. UFOlogy lore, right? Is well, I mean, that the greys have four lobes to their brain? Yeah, think about it. That smaller package, right? Mm-hmm. Because they are so small that they don't need to physically altercate you. They can move you around. You know, yeah. telekinetic, maybe? Well, that's the thing. is A lot of people are saying that these things don't have knees. Like, they can't walk. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So they float. Oh, that'd be scary, right? Well, supposedly the ones in Peru are floating. That's yeah. why they call them jetpack miners. <laughs> the jet because miner. they're floating in the air. I like those. I like those guys. So it, that's, I mean, think about it. Like, yeah, if all you need the legs for is to stand, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't actually need them for locomotion and you're like an optimized creature, right? Yeah. Then maybe you don't have, you've, you've lost the ability to, lo- you know, to, or it's been genetically engineered away from you, but you don't have the ability to like run because you don't need to. You're just hovering everywhere you go. That, see, that's what I'm saying. Imagine them just floating around and if they, you know, sense you or do anything, they just pick you up and like, warp you out you know yeah that's it that's their weapon exactly yeah they don't they yeah they don't need to be like brutish you know i mean Mm because they can just laser you you know because i don't i don't know about the whole halo brute you know where the uh, what were they called the brutes well there's the brutes they were enslaved by i forget who they were the covenant the covenant yes yeah so the covenant enslaved the brutes to do their grunt work right but what if they're just you know like we don't need them you know, we'll just fly around, taking out your missiles. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. You know, if they colonize, that'd be, you know, the end of us. They just fly in, put well, a parking lot. Well, well, yeah. I mean, if they, if they want to take over, they can take over, right? So it's weird what they're doing. They're attacking people in Peru. And I hate this, by the way. My heart goes out to the people of Peru, right? It's like we can't even we can't even muster Congress to go out there and help them because Congress isn't allowed to admit that what's happening out there is happening. You know what I mean? Oh, did you hear about what, uh, Russian miners? There's another story about miners. Talk to me about Russian miners for a second. So There's were, a, but real quick, I just yeah. want to slip in. There's a Russian recovered alien that looks a lot like the Nazca mummy aliens, right? Hmm. And it's also been debunked, but again, that doesn't necessarily mean disproven, right? And I think that it's interesting 
how close it looks to the other ones, right? When you start seeing all these hoaxes where these people weren't in communication, right? Presumably or unlikely. um, And they all are producing (laughs) similar looking patterns, right? I find Mm. that interesting. Continue, Russia. Okay, so there was a video of the Russian um, uh, miners revolting against, you know, the army. Okay. And they're like, so they're on like ATVs and they block the path and you see the Russian soldiers come up on horseback and they're trying to, you know, fire at each other. Nothing's really happening. And then the the police come in and they kind of like push their way up the hill. But they're like saying in the video clip I saw, someone was like saying they have, you know, jetpacks. They got jetpacks. They're flying around. They're, they're shooting at us. But the miners are like, we don't have that. You hear, <laughs> you hear them like yell over, we don't have this. <laughs> we don't have jetpacks. There's so many problems with that jetpack story. It's just so BS. I mean, they, first of all, they'd be loud as hell. They only have as so it's like thirty to forty minutes of flight time, so they're not going to be running around all night in those things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and you're and they're heavy, like you're going to have to lug them up there. You know what I mean? Um, <coughs> you know, or wherever they're at, like it's 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 just it's so they're not using jetpacks in full body armor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're just not. You know, um, so it's just it's just ludicrous. But um, we don't have jetpacks. Yeah, you, the one officer is like, they're using sophisticated technology of jetpacks. And they're minor over there. We don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like yeah. the Russian propaganda is like trying to say, oh, they're revolting. They have more advanced weapons because of the West or something. Yeah. You know? But it's like, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're just miners. <laughs> we need to get paid. <laughs> We're just looking for some. We don't have money for jetpacks. <laughs> um. Okay, so, okay, yeah, so they've been debunked. Again, I say, I say BS, especially in light of the most recent evidence, which is that they've brought forward DNA evidence. And I want to talk about the DNA evidence because mm-hmm. it's not conclusive, right? But it's weird. <coughs> okay, so we'll talk about the DNA evidence a little bit. I've, I went through it as much as much as I could at my level, mm-hmm. right? Which is I just pulled up the DNA. And you, they actually have some really cool tools where you can filter out various trees, you know? Yeah. See how many reads they've done. And you can compare it to other human genomes, right? And kind of get a baseline for, for where this is at. There's a significant amount of human DNA. like so, it's, so arguably, you could classify them as human, right? Based mm-hmm. off the DNA alone. The problem is you have a bunch of uh, missed reads or unknown reads. And, and that can be interpreted two ways. You can interpret that as just we fail. It was a broken, it was bad DNA, rubbish who couldn't read it mm-hmm. which is likely uh, but it's also it could be like sequences that we haven't seen before and, and they couldn't be categorized right um, there was there was DNA that I ruled out as junk DNA because there was a lot of bovine DNA and a lot of rat DNA so I assume that's contamination but there is some indication in UFO lo- in UFO lore mm-hmm. right that they may actually have incorporated bovine DNA into their genome. There was a LARP post. We think it's a LARP post. There was a post on Reddit about a guy saying that in 2010 he worked on these projects, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some things that he says that is inconsistent. Like he says they have four fingers, right? But there's other things that he says that are interesting. Like he says that they have non-reciprocating breathing, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't, they don't like breathe in and out. They have like a, a unidirectional uh, breathing system, he says, like birds. Okay. And one of the debunk arguments against the Nazca mummies is that they don't have flexible rib cages and so they wouldn't be able to like breathe the mm-hmm. way that we do. Um, Again, we don't know what, if the atmosphere would be amenable to them, right? So... Right. Yeah. Well, and there's another thing that says that they only can survive for like, you know, I don't know, in our atmosphere for like a short amount of time. That's separate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about um, the DNA. So what's interesting though is he did mention that they respond to bovine growth serum, something the like that. that. Yeah, that they have uh, like strong reactions to that in terms of of, of yeah of culturing the cells or something. So they they may have actually incorporated receptors for those hormones, right? Mm-hmm. And of course that ties in probably to cattle mutilations and stuff like that, sucking the blood from the cattle, right? Yeah, what I mean, is that all about? I mean the. the, the a lot of the cattle mutilations and livestock mutilations that they're trying to get either the stuff that they want. Maybe it's their drug. We don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that that's what they're after. I'd imagine they can synthesize whatever they need, you know what I mean? But maybe they occasionally need to get an updated sample or they need to like, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. It's like if they're really just using us for like one resource, but it's not enough, 
Then what, right? First, yeah. I rule that out, the DNA evidence as, for bovine as contaminant, right? Mm-hmm. But it may not be, right? But interesting, there's a lot of human DNA in there. Now, what I found interesting, and by the way, I was going to talk about DNA later, but we're just going full into DNA. <laughs> uh, if you rule out everything else, though, the percentages are pretty similar to us. There did look like they have a little bit more of like gorilla and pan DNA and hominine DNA, right, mm-hmm. than humans do. But it was in, like, if you see, if you looked at a whole bunch of human genomes, genomes on their site, um, it was in the range, like there, there, there were some that, that were close to that within a few percentage points, right? Um, and it's hard to get a, a read for exactly how accurate this is because as I understand it, they're just randomly reading different segments of the DNA, right? And trying to find matches. Mm-hmm. And so basically, if you think about the percentage of your genome that is like gorilla DNA or, or pan DNA or like, you know what I mean? Human or, you know, higher orders, right? Um, if you're just randomly reading, the way that that works is that once you've done enough readings, the percentage of genomes that you find in each of those classifications should get closer and closer to what is actually relevant in your DNA, right? But it can be off a little bit, right? Because you're just randomly selecting. So you could, if you don't have a lot of good uh, you know, entropy in your reads, you could you know, be favoring one area of the genome a little bit, right? And as a result, you could get a higher signal from that area than you normally, than, than, than that is actually representative in the underlying organism. Yeah. So. I kind of get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. That you're like wanting to look at the whole DNA. Then yeah. Like, 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 for example, like if I want to say how many times does the word balloon uh, occur in this book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or what percentage of words in this book are the word balloon, right? Now, if I read the whole book, I may find that there are five words, right? Or five times the word balloon is mentioned, right? But if I'm, ran, if I'm just randomly reading words from the book and I happen to always read this one page more than the other pages and that page happens to be the page that has balloon on it twice, right? Mm-hmm. Then I may read the word balloon 60 times, right? And I may think that there's a much higher percentage of the word balloon in that book than there really is, right? Because mm-hmm. I read, I'm just reading randomly and I, and I, and I overread certain pages, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, that you just like look at the whole sequence and not just keep looking at the same thing over and over. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not, if you don't have enough entropy, if your if your if your reads aren't distributed evenly enough across the genome, then you could end up overreading certain areas and over amplifying the signal of that area. Again, they said some of it came back as just un, you know, registered, right? Yeah, Again. and so that's what's interesting is 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 that all it takes. The difference between us and apes, as I understand it, is roughly around like 1.2%, right? We're like 1%, 1 1.2% different from apes, Mm -hmm. right? So obviously 1% of DNA difference can make dramatic differences in form and intellect, right? Yeah. Dramatic differences. So even if they're only 1% difference from us, then they could be... Which there's the data is inconclusive. They they could be anywhere from what I could see comparing it to other humans. They could be anywhere from like three to like fifteen percent different from humans, and that's when you rule out the contaminants, right? Mm-hmm. So if you rule out things like the bovine and the rat and the other stuff like that, or the or the or the undefined reeds, ruling all of that out, there still seem to be around five to ten to fifteen percent off from the other human samples that I looked at, right? They're still in the range of where like. It could just be human, right? But it's it's very it's very it, there was a little bit of a, a difference. There was a little bit more pan gorilla, right? Type mm-hmm. DNA, a little bit more hominini or whatever hominini. So it it was a it was interesting because also the fact that they had more of that to me indicates that maybe they're an earlier fork, mm-hmm. right? So I'm thinking not extraterrestrial unless they've intentionally incorporated local DNA. Yeah, into themselves. Into themselves. Um, probably ancient. Ancient humans? Ancient humans, like pre-human, right? Yeah. So, uh, speaking of the DNA real fast, a uh, little bit of a spoiler for the Venture Brothers, if you want to hear it or not. It's funny as hell. So, the Monarch is just a clone of Rusty Venture, 
And they're like, oh my God, they're brothers. Their DNA is the same. He's like, you guys think they're brothers? They're the same person. He's just got 10% more ape, you know, in him. He's like, I told Jonas not to put that crap in him, but he was like, no, I got it. <laughs> Made him more aggressive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So he became a supervillain, the monarch. <laughs> They're the same person. Exactly. Yeah. It's just 10% more gorilla. Exactly. You know, exactly. it cured his baldness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. He's <laughs> like, I can't believe we're just clones. <laughs> it's exactly that. It's exactly that. Yeah. It's just ten percent, just ten percent gorilla. That's all it takes. Just a, a dash of a dash of gorilla. Uh -huh. You know, and they they you know they got beautiful hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anything with like a mullet. <laughs> yeah, a gorilla with a mullet would be good. I think mm -hmm. that we need to. Yeah, that's that's something that no, I no. take it back. I regret <laughs> saying that. Um, okay, so another way to look at it, though. Mm -hmm. By the way. You could look at it because the one thing that seemed what I seemed to get at first was they actually had more Homo sapien DNA than we do, higher percentage, right? Mm -hmm. But again, that can happen if they're overreading a certain portion of the genome. Um, but I thought that was interesting that they have they have more genes that we indicate as being Homo sapien than we do. And again, it's possible that's just due to how the reading was done, right? Mm -hmm. But could it be there? There has been again, if you look at UFO which I don't like to draw on this too much because you're starting to draw from an area that's really uncertain, right? But if you look at UFOology and UFO lore, um, there's a lot of talk about them, about our DNA having been modified in the past. Yeah. So someone even said like 65 times, I'm trying to remember where I heard that, but someone said that our genome has been modified like 65 times throughout history. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember where I hear that or I heard it. But if I remember where I heard it, you picked it up from somewhere. Yeah, I will try and include the link. <laughs> um, but I find that's that's interesting. You know, is 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 the DNA that makes us so much smarter? Right? Was that infused? You know what I mean? Did they did they share their DNA with us, and that's why there's so much overlap? That right? goes back to that movie, um, the Aliens one. What was it called? Prometheus. Remember? Right. Where he drinks the goo thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I think to be clear, I think there's a lot of inspiration. In yeah. that, from, yeah. Well, H.R. Geiger, or Geiger, Geiger? Geiger? He's the guy who designed the alien. Okay, okay. So, he, you know, he's like, I want it to look somewhat mechanical, but, like, not, and more like, the way he put it, he's like, I wanted it to look like uh, the genitals of a, They just... Yeah. I mean, he was a very sexual person. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he's German. <laughs> it was all latex and, uh, latex and robots, you know? I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, what I understand is they found him, right? Like, they, they were looking... I don't remember how... Who's the director of Alien? It's it's uh, Scott Ridley Scott. Right? Uh, Ridley Scott directed the first one, and then they had what's his name from Titanic co do that. Oh, uh, the guy who did James Cameron. Yeah, yeah, swimming in money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time you say James Cameron, just a gif of it's him. Always, like, I always have to wonder, like, is he manipulating the industry? How do his movies always make the most money? You know, like, what is what is he doing? Didn't he do E.T.? Like, his movies are good, but they're not like, no, Steven Spielberg did E.T. Steven e. Spielberg. And hi, I'm reading uh, the book, this book by, uh, it's about encounter level. He talks about encounter levels. It's yeah. by J.J. Al Alan Hynek and Hynek. Paul okay. Hynek, I think, author of the book. Anyway, Alan Hynek. Mm-hmm. J. Allen Hynek or just Allen Hynek I don't know he consulted on E.T. Mm -hmm. and he worked for Blue Book so he was out scouting the country taking in uh, UFO Stuff. sightings mm -hmm. and I find it interesting that he consulted Steven on. Spielberg on E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind mm -hmm. maybe just one of them and then it, you know his guidance was used on both I don't know and um, I think it's very definitely E.T. I think it's very interesting then that the Nazca mummies have that sort of really clearly defined brow ridge mm -hmm. that you see on the E.T. alien, Yeah. right? I think I, that's very interesting. I, I, th I find it interesting that he has access, that he, Steven Spielberg actually did a lot of the research. I mean, even when he did Titanic, he was on more deep sea yeah. submersible dives than anyone else. Which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, he goes to the He gets hilt. the real information, yeah, yeah. the full tilt. He went full John Hammond. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, full John Hammond. Spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Didn't he do Jurassic Park? He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> the, what would aliens do? you know what sucks about, about aliens? Yeah. 
once you know that they're real, mm-hmm. you don't know where the new boundary for reality is, right? I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I need to know, okay, so now that this is real, what? where's the new, because it, like, I can't sleep at night, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I need to understand. That's why they don't want to tell us. What, that's you know the thing, mean? you know, they're like, like we, we don't need you, you know, knowing the new boundary. Yeah. This can happen, this can happen, this, 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 you know. Yeah. Yeah, you got to like lay it out for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, can they walk through walls? Because the UFO lore says they can. Well, that's lore again. Right? Right. But you yeah. want you want. Actually- I need to know is that actually... I know they're here. Mm-hmm. The problem is I don't know what all the other bullshit is bullshit and what's real anymore. Because once you know they're here, that you know a certain amount we've been lied to, right? Yeah. So what... So if they're here, that implies a whole lot of stuff. It means that like... Probably anti-gravity, right? It means that probably warp drives or something similar, right? Mm-hmm. It means like probably a lot of quantum phenomena, right, is legit. So there's other things in the lore that say like they can fucking move through walls, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's fucking scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, what's real? You got to tell me. You got to tell me what the limits are, right? I say, you know, I'm like, hey, as soon as if it comes out on the news, right? And they're just like, hey, we got this, 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 and this. I, I, it, I guess what I'm saying is people are suffering, right? Yeah, but it's... I feel like we could potentially save these people, you know what I mean, if we were allowed to talk about this. So, like, find the humanity in yourself, <laughs> and let's find a way to get this information out. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a plea. That's like a, please. You know? Yeah. Uh, to me, it's like, you know, if alien debriefing and everything comes out and they're like, you know, do I need to be worried at this point in time? Are they preparing anything? It's like in the Men in Black, right? Where he goes, we'll keep going. No, it was in Avengers when okay. uh, Nick Fury goes, you know, we'll keep moving until such time as the world does stop moving. You right. Know? Yeah, exactly. That's all we can do. Right. I would like to help. <laughs> you want to help? <laughs> yeah. But even then... America, you- together, we can all fucking... We can build laser guns, you know? Like, we should be building a lot more shit than we probably are, and we can't devote the resources to it because it's being withheld. Think about that. Those who think that we're doing this for the greater good, mm-hmm. how like, we probably need weapons that would level us up to their to their game, right? And I'm imagining that we're building some of them, right? But... We could probably build a lot more of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? We could build a lot more, but what if that technology, again, the technology gets into the wrong hands and all that? But it's like. Well, the, 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 you mean, how are you going to be worried about, like, China? Well, not even when China. You've got, when you've got NHIs that are, like, on your back doorstep that are 10 times what China has, or what we have. You know what I mean? I just like, think. Like, it's already in the wrong hands. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no, no, I'm not saying, like, national hands. I'm like, your next door neighbor hands kind of thing oh yeah super villain you know yeah yeah Dave, that is a concern Dave down the street build himself a new volcano lair <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but the thing is is, is that uh, that doesn't mean they can't tell us again I'm all for national security that doesn't mean they can't tell us like okay but here's what you need to do to protect yourself right mm-hmm. like don't drive around on a farm in the middle of the night <laughs> if you see a blue light you need to get the fuck out of there you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you know I don't know Shit like that. Just, I guess the rules, I mean, you kind of have your own guideline that you can make up on your own, right? You know? Well, no, I mean, you can't because you don't know what the limits are, you know? Even even fighting the unknown, you know, you don't even know if it works or not. You don't have any definitive proof about that, right? Wait, that what works? That anything works against like, you know, uh, ghosts, aliens, anything really, you know? Yeah, but I think the government does know. Well, maybe they have something. And that's something. the problem. <laughs> Well, so, like you said, you, there's stuff you that's in your control. You know what to do. You're doing everything you can. But yeah. I know you're getting fed new information about like, hey, this, 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 and this. And you're like, yeah, they they they, they leak out information that lets you know that X, Y, and Z are real. Yeah. But then they don't they don't let you have the information about what the fuck you can do about it. You know what I mean? Because they're like, well, that's that's all we're going to get. They protect here. themselves. Again, it could be fear. And maybe they protect us a little bit. But I I, I still feel like I don't. I should, you know, as an American, 
you should understand <laughs> as a father, <laughs> right? That 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 I shouldn't. I, no American should feel right about the government being the only layer of protection that they have, right? Yeah. As a fucking American, <laughs> you should understand that. You know what I mean? That you have a right to be able to protect yourself. Yeah. To harden yourself. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. So to rob us of that is to is to 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 deny what being American is. Yeah. You know. How you feel about the House of the Rising Sun? <laughs> What's that? You know that song? Oh yeah. There is a house. What about that song? Yeah, my mother-in-law hates it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does it mean so? I mean, it nope. sounds interesting. Uh, I heard it though. I heard about it from you guys, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know much about it. Yeah, it's so. just. I guess the song is like he has to go back to like New Orleans to get married because it's arranged marriage kind of thing. Okay, it's you know, it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> if it's a hoax, think about th- this is something. Okay, this is like a whole new chapter of this video. <laughs> Hoaxes have ROIs. They have cost benefit equations. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to perpetuate a hoax if the hoax is expensive. Yeah, or you're right. Like if if it's going to take me two years, <clears throat> right, and three million dollars, and process and risk my reputation, especially if I'm a professional like a doctor or something where my reputation matters, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'm not going to do the hoax. You're, who are you going to see to do hoaxes? College students, mm-hmm. right? Young entrepreneurs who are still hungry and you know like to do VXF stuff on their VFX stuff on their free time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, China, yeah, China. <laughs> well, government government disinformation for sure. Yeah. Um, but who are you not gonna see do hoaxes, right? Like working professionals with reputations on the line, mm-hmm. right? Uh, who don't have a lot of time, who don't all have a lot of money. You know, everyone keeps talking about this MH370 video and like how it could be hoaxed. I'm like, you got to realize that you're talking about an intersection between people who have the skills to do that, right? Mm-hmm. But who also have the free time to do that. And that's rare because usually once you cross a certain thr- uh, skill gap, you're a working professional. You don't have time to use those skills on free shit. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. And that's a real limit. There are real limits to things. People say that when they debunk and they offer explanations, they say, oh, you could have done this with C- with CGI. Yeah, if you got $10 million to blow, you know, mm-hmm. sure. People don't put that in, like, into the equation, though, right? This guy didn't have $10 million to blow. So it's not a hoax, mm-hmm. you know? Um, people people don't use that as part of the equation when, when considering their debunks rationality, and it needs to be part of the equation. Did they have money to do it? With the Nazca money, mummies. They went and got a full CT scan with a whole room full of doctors, all taking cell phone videos, right? Mm-hmm. People with their reputations on the line, right? And you have 3D footage, which from a hospital in Mexico, they vetted and they said these bones were not stitched together, right? Mm-hmm. This this thing was alive, right? Um, and uh, so so you've got... You've got that. They sent out this evidence to DNA labs for testing, which as I understand it is expensive. Um, And how do you, by the way, if you look at the DNA evidence that they offered, it's not like they just sent them DNA strings in a jar, right? Mm -hmm. They sent them tissue samples. They sent them bone samples specifically for two of them. And I think one of them was... I can't, something else, right? So it might have been fetal tissue. I don't know, because there's there's like eggs in these things, right? Mm -hmm. But... um, they sent in tissue samples. So if you've fabricated the DNA, then you had to infuse the DNA into the tissue in some sort of a way that it would be, you know what I mean? Like, like not obvious that you did that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they sent it out to multiple labs and it's been vetted by multiple labs. So again, I think the DNA evidence is, is inconclusive with the fact that they spent the money to do that means <clears throat> that at least they believe that this is real. Yeah. Right? That they're saying, hey, let's get this, you know, what we have out there. And then he doubles down. 2017, everyone calls him a hoax and a scam artist, right? Mm-hmm. And then he comes in to Congress five years later and says, no, it's it's actually real. You know, and here's more evidence, right? I mean, if you're hoaxing, why double down like that? 
in that big of a way mm-hmm. when there's no return money-wise. When you've already been called out for being a hoaxer, when your hoax is already online and disbelieved by everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And you've been made a mockery of and, and your reputation's down the hole, right? Why double down? I mean, people do, you know, double down on just whatever they can sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's histories of it. Sure, at, at Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, but, you know, example. I mean, people double down when they've made a claim and they need it to be real, right? Mm-hmm. But in this case, like, he's got evidence that he's putting on the line. You know what I mean? So he's not, like, doubling down, hoping that less, that no more information will come to light. He's doubling down and then he's bringing more evidence to the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I get so, what you're saying is, like, um, you know, you're not just perpetuating it. Just, just you know, you're not asking for money. You're yeah. not doing anything that's like, hey, by the way, I really could use some money, you know? Yeah. Well, the, the point is that there's no promise of return. You know yeah. what I mean? Even, even, if, even if he's showing these around and trying to charge money for tickets, which I think I've heard that he did. You know what I mean? It's not like he's it's making him enough money to cover the, the DNA evidence cost, especially, like, why would you, if, if you're making money off of them, why would you put forward evidence that's going to potentially contradict that they're real, which affects your in- income streams? You're spending money to potentially disprove something mm-hmm. that is, you're using to make yourself money, right? It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So if, if they're fake or he thinks they're fake, he's not going to send them out for DNA evidence, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole Lisa Simpson fallen angel thing where they did it as a marketing stunt. They just buried the angel and then they stole it back and everyone was like, Oh my God, it's the end of the times, you know? And they're like, welcome to the new heavenly Hills mall. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. There's a mall. Sorry. There's a mall under the world trade center. They built one. They built a mall under that thing. Huh. And it's so eerie. No, it's, it's not okay. You know, just, there. It's fucked up. Don't put a mall there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not a tourist attraction. Take one or two. I mean, tourists are gonna go there, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not a place to make a buck. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I hate that they put a mall under there. How, how do you like feel? Whoever thought that was a good idea, <laughs> fuck that person. You know what I mean? Uh, how do you feel about them doing like the Inca, you know, tourists? Because the, the big pyramid where they would sacrifice people, how do you feel about that? That they have a tourist area around it. Yeah, I know that feels different for some reason. Yeah, right? Mean? I don't know. I feel like it's... Because it's... It's it's, it's, it's human nature, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why it feels different. I don't know if there's a good reason. <laughs> it's all that Maybe it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I just think it's effed up, you know? Hmm. I, I hear you, yeah. That and Building 7. <laughs> I twitches. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's interesting, man. There, there's a lot of evidence there. Um, a lot of people wrote it off, by the way. Even like, so Jeremy Corbell mm-hmm. and George Knapp. Really respect George Knapp. He's been there since the beginning. We wouldn't have what we have if it weren't for George Knapp. Even Jeremy Corbell. Right, I think Jeremy Corbell, they wrote is, it off, is newer to the scene, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they wrote it off. They wrote off the the aliens, right? And they were all there's this cake video, right, where they like made a cake of the mummies, you know what I mean? And then they like slice it open, which I think mm. is disrespectful because <laughs> I kind of think these are real creatures. Um, but I think that um, they. Yeah, they, they, they totally wrote it off. And, and then they even in the video, they say, of course, we haven't actually reviewed the evidence. Well, so then you're becoming exactly like the secret control group mm-hmm. because you're now mocking people who've brought forward evidence. What does that do to suppress information? You've become the people that you hate, right? That you're <laughs> fighting against, right? Yeah. Don't do that. Stop doing that. You know what I mean? Everyone needs to be able to bring forward evidence and we need to not mock them. Now, we may not think it is strong evidence, right? Or we may not be inclined to believe it because it's so bold. It's a fucking alien body, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we, we step away from it because that's it's too much, too much, you know? Too good to be true, right? Yeah. In terms of like find, getting to the truth, right? Um, that sort of too good. Not too good that we have aliens here. <laughs> 
but too good that like you know the evidence is so strong and so compelling um you know, so so they shy away from it, you know, mm-hmm. and and they don't also they don't want to go out on the line and say it's true, because they have every they've they've fought very hard to only put forward compelling evidence, and I get that, mm-hmm. but that, don't mock it, don't shame it, without knowing anything about it. That was wrong, you know. Yeah, and um, so I wanted to get that out there, you know, right. that I think I think there's some weight behind this these mummies, right? Yeah. Speaking of meteors, we got one of the meteors back. Did you read that? Um, Meteor sample. Which one? Is it the Avi Loeb ones? I can't remember. It was those I, the, the one that we crashed into, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we got the sample of it back. I don't know. I have trouble caring about that when you've got like UFO ships <laughs> flying around outside. It's like, who the, who the fuck cares, you know? All right. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even watch SpaceX any videos anymore because I'm like, bro, we got anti gravity ships flying around. You know what I mean? Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? No, SpaceX is SpaceX, but yeah. Yeah. Like, I used to be excited about it, but now it's like, just, just unlock the actual tech that we have, please. You know what I mean? Again, whatever secret tech we have, right? You just want to see it. That's, that's what your main thing is technology. No. <laughs> I want to know what's. I want to know what reality is. I want to know. Oh. I want to start building a new framework for what reality is, so that I can start figuring out where the best place to position myself in that reality is. Mm-hmm. Right? Because right now I don't know. You know. So I'm I'm completely at the mercy of those in charge, and if they get it wrong, right, then <laughs> we're all fucked. You know. That's the problem. That's the problem with believing in your government. That's the problem with trusting in, you know, mainstream anything. Sometimes people making decisions get shit wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And when you absolute, when the entire country is 100% absolutely behind them because they're forced to be because they're kept in the dark, then 100% of the population gets fucked when that person makes the wrong move, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if we're all allowed to think critically about it and some of us are allowed to take different paths and you have diverse approaches, if any one of those get it right, then not all of us get fucked. You know what I mean? It's just fucking, it's frustrating, man. You know? Yeah. It's just frustrating and just you're so powerless, you know, because what can you do? People are like writing their congressmen. One thing I learned from COVID is that writing your congressman doesn't fucking, they don't fucking care. No, you know no. What I mean? you, congressmen do not represent you, right? Mm-hmm. You When you vote for a congressman, you vote for them to vote for their beliefs. And wherever their beliefs don't align with you, they're not going to vote for you, no matter how many of you there are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, or they vote for their pocketbooks, right? But they don't vote. They don't vote for you, the citizen. No, that's the main thing because you know we got issues in America, and they're like nothing we can do about it. Hopes and prayers, you know, kind of thing. So people like reaching out their congressman. I'm like, that's that. That's not gonna change things. No, it doesn't really. It it's like mailing Santa. You know, your letter. Goes where right? You need you need money to fight this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, like a lot of money, a lot of power, a lot of control. Then you can bend the world. You know, so like if you're like an Elon Musk type person, if he found out the truth, right? He could he could bend the world. You know, he could put money in the right pockets and get some information out. Right. Even then, yeah. But <clears throat> you know, like you and me, we can sit on this podcast and talk all day. You know. It's not gonna change anything. Yeah. But I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> but we can eat a burrito. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Beto's. <laughs> the best burritos. Actually, I haven't eaten any. You haven't been to Beto's? No, I've been to Beto's. I just I can't eat that much anymore. If you're in the area, go to Beto's. <laughs> <laughs> one night we were uh, playing video games. And you get, you know, I think it was one of your friends or whoever it was. They're like, hey, let's go to Taco Bell. They got those big burritos. And we just look over and go, you want a big burrito? Huh? <laughs> we know where to go. <laughs> you don't know a big burrito. <laughs> were, That's, yeah. We know I, where to go. I went to Chicago and I was like, what, you guys don't have Beto's? And they're like, what's Beto's? You what? know what I mean? And we got, uh, what's that place that everyone goes to now? They got uh, Rancheros or? No, the one in, in so. Outside of Utah, they don't have 
they don't have like these big burrito places. You know what I mean? At least I couldn't in Chicago. I couldn't find one. Yeah. They had a uh, oh man. There's like these chains like where you go in, you get your burrito, they make it on the fly, right? And you yeah. Go, I can't remember what the name of this place is called. Uh, there's like a dozen of them, but um, oh man, totally gone. Anyway, they have those places, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so you go in and you like, they, they they ask like, what do you want in your burrito, right? And you make it. And those are decently sized burritos, but I'm like, you guys have no idea, right? Yeah. Like this is, this is still a very small burrito. This you know is mean? a very tiny burrito. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't know what a burrito is. You know? <laughs> the one time we went out to eat and we're like, hey, let's go to uh, Diego's. We we're taking you to Diego's. Ah, uh, yeah. Another place. And we're like, hey, it's over here. And you're like, what? We're going to eat at that nasty ass Subway? No, no. <laughs> Behind the nasty ass somewhere. <laughs> right there. <laughs> There's this, this comment I think James Fox made to NASA, right? Which I thought was awesome, right? Like, you know, it's like we haven't identified them, but they're not aliens, you know what I mean? And it's like, what, how can you say what they aren't if you don't know what they are? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, it's just. It's such a ridiculous comment. You know what I mean? They can't. It can't be this, so that isn't right. That's the anyway. Just more of like the way that you're not allowed to believe any evidence about aliens unless the evidence by itself is 100 percent conclusive. You know what I mean? You're not able. You're not allowed to accumulate evidence, right? Mm-hmm. Fourteen eyewitnesses say fourteen reputable um, cross cross referenced or whatever cross checked eyewitnesses all say they saw the same exact thing. Mass hallucination is. You're, you're, you're supposed to believe mass hallucination before you believe that aliens exist. You know what I mean? Mm. It's fucking ridiculous. Someone, suppose, I'm looking, I was looking through Reddit and someone was saying that there was a CIA uh, head that said that everything you, that Richard Doty says you should believe something to that effect uh, you should believe everything that Richard Doty tells you. I want to find the quote and make sure it's genuine but I think that's interesting, right? Like the more that I'm reading... You know, there's a lot of stuff that he's come out with that seems to be legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do a lot more, <laughs> maybe a future topic. Oh, sorry, languages. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about the like the majestic documents, majestic twelve, all that interesting stuff. MJ twelve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know, know about MJ twelve. Yeah. See, we'll see. We'll get into it. I know about all MK Ultra too, but yeah. Yep. Yep. That one's fucked up. And it was real. Yep. So. Yep. Do what you want with that, right? Right. I'm gonna go get Slurpee. <laughs> that's my that's my way of doing it. Yeah, we did fucked up shit, man. I don't know. We always do. That's we've we've been doing it. You yeah. Know? It so <laughs> when ethics go out the window, you know, we can advance more, but we do it in a very bad way. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, so I want to talk about languages. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that our first languages like Sumerian uh, cuneiform were pictorial visual based glyph based languages mm-hmm. uh, sorry very first written languages I want to clarify that and so it's like the movie Arrival if you look at a language it kind of tells you a little bit about how the person who came up with the language thinks and that's why I think it's interesting that our first written languages are visual okay yeah cool that it's more a depiction of what the letter or what it's actually supposed to it's, represent. It's an image tied to a concept rather than to a sound mm-hmm. tied to a concept. So phonemic languages from Phoenician, from, from, what, from, that are phonetic? Phonics. Fun, yeah. <laughs> what Phoenicians? Who are the Phoenicians? What's that from? I don't even know. I don't remember. A little embarrassed right now. Don't know who, who the Phoenicians are. You know? <laughs> they were there. But, but they're important. But phonemic, phonemics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's sound-based concepts. It, oh, you, yeah, that kind of thing. Well, it's, it's, not, it's more important than that. It's, 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 the, it's the idea that concepts arise from sound. We mm-hmm. tie concepts to sounds in our brain, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're audible speakers. So we've, we've learned, we grow, we learn to, to associate concepts with sounds or sequences of sounds, sound yeah. patterns, right? Whereas a visual communicator... You know, if I'm an octopus and I'm changing like the color of my skin and you're changing the color of your skin and we're, we're sending back and forth visual patterns, right? Mm-hmm. We would start to formulate uh, visual patterns as concepts. So a visual pattern person would probably have a visual language. I'm going to draw a pattern for you mm-hmm. because when we talk to each other, right, this visual pattern is similar to what we speak, right? Yeah. A simplified version of what I'm sending you visually. So my language is going to be 
image, 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 because that's the only way I conceptualize the data. Yeah. And even though it's not very efficient in terms of memory use, right? Because I have to have a very large character set, right? (laughs) Um, So, but that's the way that I think, right? So that's the way that I write. We don't think that way. Yeah. We think in terms of sounds. And so that's important because why was our first written language is visual? I mean, at the time, like you said, if they were here mm-hmm. and they taught us that you go by visual only, you know, it's like, yeah, they, this, you see me, I see you. I'm not speaking, you know, again, if they're the small little floating things, they just float, mm-hmm. stand there. And they send images. And then they just put the image on the rock. Mm-hmm. And then we come up and look at them and go, okay, copy it. And then they just kind of do it again. Mm-hmm. And then we copy them again. And then they look at us and go, we're getting bored. We're out. (laughs) So, so that's the thing is I believe that a visual based communicator came up with those language Mm. and we're not visual communicators. So Mm. that, I mean, I mean, subtly, like we have hand gestures, we have, you know, facial expression to a degree, but it's not our primary means of communication. Right. So, uh, well, not to the same extent as a telepathic individual. Right. Mm -hmm. So the point is visual communication is a sort of early form of telepathy. Because you think about it, if I'm sending you light waves, it's not a big stretch to go from sending you lower frequency light waves. And if you learn to per- perceive those lower frequency light waves and those go subluminal, like sub uh, visual field, right? Mm-hmm. Then you are sending hidden light waves back and forth. It's effectively telepathy, right? Uh, especially if you can find a way to perturb the quantum field with those light waves. Maybe you send higher energy light waves and you're able to preserve, you know, perturb the quantum field, right? It's yeah. per- quantum. Uh, not the quantum field, but like the zero point field, right? Or like the whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're if you're basically able, like the quantum foam, like if you're able to oscillate that even, right? So telepathy is basically just, you know, non-visual light-based communication, possibly some sort of other quantum entanglement-based communication. But the point is that at least the former, right? Is, is a natural evolution of visual-based communication. And a visual-based communication person is going to write visually. Aliens, in pretty much all lore that you can find, are tele- telepathic, right? Pretty mm-hmm. much everything that I can read, that I've read anywhere, says they're telepathic, right? So the telepathic then, which again, probably evolves naturally from visual-based communication, then they're going to have visual languages. And even if you talk about the aerial school sighting, I, uh, there was this aerial school sighting where a bunch of kids were again all interviewed drew pictures all drew pictures of the same thing of these alien craft that landed outside the their school Australia or was it Ireland I can't remember I, I want to say it was South Africa oh okay but I could be wrong so um, anyway so they they all drew these pictures of aliens right um, well they're grown up now and they're holding to their stories, which I think is very interesting, right? But some of them have given, you know, or, or at least there's one one of the girls was, was talking, right, um, in some sort of a forum. And the way that she describes it now as an adult, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. She describes just seeing, seeing this sort of barrage of images come to her, right? And you know that it's not just her. Like, all, all of these kids saw this thing, right? Yeah. So it's not just, like, one person that's having, like, you know, some sort of a, an issue, Right. His, her, her eyewitness testimony has been corroborated, so she's not lost her mind, right? Like, this is sincere testimony, right? Mm-hmm. So we know that what she saw, she saw because it was corroborated, right? Yeah. Um, and the way that... So it's, it's then very interesting to me to hear how she describes the form of communication. And it was just like this barrage, like image, 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 image. You know what and, I mean? And it, that's... It, the way she describes it, it's almost aggressive. You yeah. Know? Like it's being pushed. You know what I mean? And see, let's go back to the beginning, you know, where they first, ancient man, all that. Mm-hmm. So they first do that to them, freaks everyone out. So like, okay, we can't communicate that way. Let's, you know, do drawing, see if they pick it up, you know? No, I don't, I don't think, I, I think they draw, I think that, that Im- glyphs are their natural written form of language. Okay. And yeah, and they gave it to us as a way to write. I, I, I don't know. I, I just have this scenario of where they come, they do that, you know, mm-hmm. freaks early man out. Early man doesn't really want to well, interact. I think there's a lot of things about them that would freak early man out. <laughs> but I mean, mean, it's like, they're like, hey, we need to communicate. You know, we need to 
get past this boundary. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like they, they already have the ability to force, supposedly they have the ability to make you calm, you know, even when you're, maybe, Again, let's rule that out. Let's yeah. say that that's not true. Um, and they're coming to talk to early men. I, I don't think they're going to take their time and patiently draw images. I think they're just going to push images on you and you're going to have to deal with it or not. They don't, they don't have to like waste their time trying to like make you comfortable. You know what I mean? You think they're impatient? <laughs> I just don't think they give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a concept of that. Yeah. Do you have a concept of, you know, maybe waiting a minute? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they're going to spend 30 years coming up with a written language that they can use to communicate with us. Because we understand the images, whether they freak us out or not. You know what I mean? They're just going to be like, okay, you're going to have to get past this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because this is how we talk. You know what I mean? That is one advantage about visual communication, though, is it is sort of universal, right? Mm -hmm. To a degree. To a degree. Imagine there are some communication problems where they send us like the picture of like a rat, you know, and like it freaks us the fuck out, you know, but they're like, you know. This means mammal. You know what I mean? Or whatever. You Wait, know? What? <laughs> no. You so, could have used any mammal. You know what I mean? You chose a rat. Um, what was I going to say? You said rat. And all of a sudden I was like, got that scene from Pulp Fiction go through my head. For okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So they, that's how they communicate. That's how they go about their thing. And we're like, okay, we can understand the kind of concepts you're kind of give us. You know, you're giving us pictures of train, rat, uh, dolphin, two dolphin. Okay. Uh, Burger King menu. What? (laughs) I I do wonder how they do like verbs or like adjectives. You know what I mean? Um, In in a visual language. I'm sure that people who read hieroglyphs could answer that question, but I'm really curious about how how they, you know, do Do shorthand. Well, how do they, how do you, like, because to me, images are, are nouns, right? They're things. So mm-hmm. how do you communicate action or intent or desire or description, you know? Picture of war, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, and I guess like you can say like you can show someone like making bread, you know, bread. but it, it just seems like, I don't know. It seems it's weird. You know? <laughs> the only thing they keep sending is cow, 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 cow. Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Cow? <laughs> cow, 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 yeah. cow, 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 cow. <laughs> Burger Ooh, King menu. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they've evolved us to develop Burger King. Like the, this yeah. whole thing has been like if, like developing us to where we could create Burger King. And then that's all they wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all we need. <laughs> well done. Thank you for your time. <laughs> that's we'll yeah. be going now. <laughs> uh, all right. Um Okay. Mm-hmm. Bah. Bah. <laughs> what are notes you got? I got any other notes? I think that's the last note I wanted to talk about on this subject for today. Mm-hmm. So we're going to stop here for this. I want to do a reading. Got time for a reading? What reading? Oh, yeah, the Shakespeare. We're going to do some Shakespeare reading. Uh, if you don't have time, it's okay. It's 4.54. Uh, yeah. Okay, you got to go. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Next week, see what we can do. S- yeah. The Shakespeare. Maybe we should devote one to Shakespeare. We've done enough aliens. You know I, mean? yeah. I want to do the Shakespeare reading again. So, okay. I really wanted to do it this week. So you're kind of making you know making it a problem for me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put some images of cows in your head. You're gonna be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Angry face. Angry face. <laughs> yeah. Cow. Cow. <laughs> yeah. Milkshake. Milkshake. <laughs> oh, <Psst>. milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> Um, we got to introduce the ETs to, to milkshakes, dude. I wish ETs were chill ass motherfuckers that don't seem like it. I just wish they were just like fucking like we could be excited about it, you know? I want. I wish so bad that like when we found out the aliens were real, we could be like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, like mm-hmm. new friends, you know? But it's not like that. At least not the ones that are here. <laughs> not the ones that we have. Yeah, somewhere. They all seem to be dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're all just doing donuts in the sky. Yeah. Come around. Yeah. They're the rich kids, you know? They come and, <laughs> the rich kid. Come and throw eggs at you while you're walking to school, you know? Uh, like I said before, you know, we get visited by an intergalactic civilization. And the, the ones that we know of, the aliens that have been hovering around, bugging us, just go away. They're like, oh, yeah, those guys? They're like, you know, flies. Don't worry about them. We got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not flies. I don't want to think of them as flies. But what if they, you know, it's like they just push them out. 
Yeah, I don't know. Giant. Part of me still hopes that like maybe we can make friends with them, you know, somehow. Mm. But I don't think so. I think they're kind of psychopathic. You know what I mean? I think they're kind of like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like they're non-emotional types. Yeah. To them, organic is organic. Doesn't matter. Well, they don't know about emotion. They don't know of... Love. Yeah. They don't know love. When will they harness the power of love <laughs> to power these e-scooters? Right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you're in the secret control group, if you could at least <laughs> <laughs> let out the hoverboard tech, that would be much... We were supposed to have those in 2015. And, uh, well, COVID happened, so we got kind of behind. <laughs> yeah. If we could get the hoverboards at least. That would be great. Thank you. <laughs> that was one of the tech that was always around in like supervillain stuff. Mm. Hover tanks. You know? It's just hoverboards. We just, they just hover everything. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> we stole a bunch of parts from his tank. Now it's broken, but whatever. <laughs> you know? Dude, I think, oh, one more thing. I think uh, airplane wings are actually uh, warp drives. Okay. Think about it. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Airplane wing. I think you did this last time you talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. It tapers. It the wing tapers. The wing tapers. The wind that the air hits the wing, right? And it's got to go over the wing, right? Here's the problem. So you've got you got this air coming this way. Wings going this way, like a fist, you know. <laughs> and you got the air coming this way. So as it goes over the wing, because the wing's tapering, it's naturally moving away from the surface of the wing, right? Mm -hmm. So. What's interesting is that I think that both creates a bit of a vacuum, but also, importantly, uh, you have, I believe, a sort of a casimir slope. Casimir, like the casimir effect with two plates, and you have this negative energy density in between them. Mm -hmm. But in this case, one of the plates is the surface of the wing, and the other one is the like layer of air that's being displaced mm -hmm. as the wing moves forward. So that layer of air is getting displaced, now that's going to create not just a vacuum, I don't think. I think it, it would actually also create a, a negative density area. So not just like vacuum of space, but negative, like below zero point energy, right? Mm -hmm. um, density, just like in, in between two casimir plates. So that's going to pull the air back. That's going to accelerate the air, right? Back toward the wing. I think that's part of the reason that the air above the wing accelerates, right? Mm -hmm. Is it's being sucked back along the taper of the wing, right? And then in addition to that, the wing is also going to be sucked up a little bit. And now you might think, okay, once the wing gets sucked up, you have a vacuum underneath it, it'll get sucked back down. But no, because the wing's angle of attack means that you have air, as the wing's getting sucked up, you also have air that's already moving, right? To take, to occupy the new space. So there's no, or there's not a significant pressure delta uh, below the wing and above so and and above you've then filled in that pressure delta right you've pulled the air down wing up right mm -hmm. slightly as this air accelerates over that supposedly also you have this bifield brown effect which I believe is similar to like a capacitor drive asymmetrical where you've got like a positive charge and a negative charge right you've got electrons shooting upward right well supposedly with a wing if you I think if you have any kind of conducting material in the structure of the wing then what you can, in theory, if there, if you're creating some sort of a charge differential, you might be shooting electrons up the wing, right? Hmm. As you as you fly, which would be uh, interesting. It would create sort of like a uh, kind of electrostatic force that's that's pushing upward on the wing, right? Um, which uh, is another way that you're getting lift there. And then I think another way that you're getting lift, of course, is just the impact pressure, right, of the air hitting the wing, um, building up this pressure. So, um, that's, I mean, that's just adding the pressure density. I don't think, cause the, the hair is even, even the wings like this, it's hitting it like that. Uh, it's not necessarily lifting it up, but it is creating pressure here in, you know, high impact pressure. It, well, I guess there is, there is upward pressure equal and opposite to gravity to a degree. So, so you're getting some lift that way because the plane's trying to fall, but that would bring air pressure up. So you have some air pressure coming up, countering gravity. You have air coming in, uh, creating a little bit of a high pressure area, you can have this Casimir cavity right on the top. And then um, you have, as a result, and then you have possibly also this bifield brown effect, right? Pushing the wing up. Mm -hmm. But importantly, the reason I say it's a warp drive is because you actually are not just going to vacuum uh, where you've displaced the air along the surface of the wing. I think you've actually created a negative energy density there. And you have a positive energy density down here. I think that um, you are actually 
literally creating a because a, 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 I, I guess the theory would be that the the quantum foam the zero point field that's throughout the universe uh, of the universe is actually sort of space time itself mm-hmm. right and so if you go below that then you've created a negative energy density in space time and so as a result you've created a negative energy density in space time above the wing below positive or neutral and so you've technically warped the wing upward you've got a warp drive basically you know what I mean uh, now in this case you have to use the atmosphere to create that negative pressure density right mm-hmm. so it doesn't necessarily work in space unless what if you made the wing out of some sort of like plasma or something and you rotated it at like a um, like a relativistic speed mm-hmm. right would the would the zero point field itself be enough right mm-hmm to create that negative energy density, right? Again, you know, we don't really have the information that we can go off I think airplane wings are warp drives, Adam. Okay. (laughs) Think about that. Yeah. Well, relative to our Physicists will tell you... Well, okay, so when I was studying to be a pilot, and it's funny because you hear... Maybe it was in the last episode. I can't remember if we talked about this or not. I think we did, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to talk about that a little bit more because I thought about it some more. <laughs> He's like, I thought about this. Anyway, physicists and um, airline industry don't really seem to have their mind fully around why you get the negative pressure density in the air. So they'll tell you that it's the pressure differential that causes the plane to lift, that you have a negative or a reduced pressure density above the wing and a positive pressure density below the wing. What they don't really tell you is why that's happening, right? Hmm. They say, you know, when I, again, I, I hear the same thing that they were saying that uh, Scott Manley was saying, which is when I was starting to be a pilot, which is that the air somehow is inclined to meet up with the air going under the wing, right? That's split. It accelerates over the top because it somehow wants to get back to, right, the air that it's been separated from. Mm-hmm. But um, that's not actually the case as far as he said, right? Um, I think it's more likely, you know, and then he goes on to say that it probably has something to do with the inclination or the tendency of air to accelerate over a curved surface. Okay, but that still doesn't explain why the air is accelerating over a curved surface. You're, you know what I mean? You're explaining something with something that's not explained, right? And so um, I think the reason actually is why why air tends to, tends to accelerate across a tapering surface is because that it's, as it, you know, in each time uh, interval, as it moves away from that curved surface, it creates a very small Casimir gap, right? between the particle that has moved away from the plane and the plane surface and that brings both of those together right hmm. and that and that that ex- it gives a little bit of a tug on the particle accelerating it along that curve right hmm. yeah okay thank you peace out later everyone <laughs>